You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 16 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Wow, I'm glad you remembered what episode it was. Because oh, yeah, we usually double check before we start, and we didn't. Oh, I'm on top of it this week. Wow. So on top of it. You Excellent. know what? You want to hear something? Yeah, go. This is the final Amen Corner of the Trump presidency. <laughs> oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Dude, we, we started this podcast – and we were just like gonna goof around, yeah. And yeah. you know, we had we we started it September 2016. That's right. We didn't think that he was gonna win. Well, we were afraid that he might, but we're okay. That he wouldn't, right? <laughs> okay. And then here we are, all this time later, and yeah. it's actually, I mean, it's still goofy in ways, but it's not like those first bunch of episodes where they were just like crazy goofy yeah we've become the conscience of the nation in a very short amount of time here's the problem that i think we have yeah is what are we going to talk what are we going to talk about like i i keep saying that you know with the national news paying so much attention to him it just will continue to give air to trumpism and that the best thing for the country is for the cable news networks and you know the New York Times not having the entire Sunday sec, uh, Sunday you know week in review section devoted to Trump. devoted to Trump would be yeah. like the best thing for the country. Well, not the best thing, but it 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 would be an improvement. It would not give oxygen to him. Yeah, um, but but you know, and you know as well as I do that this has been great ratings for all of the networks, yeah. and it's good for circulation for the newspapers. That's exactly and right. they and they are going to miss this. But for they're the, going to continue to cover him because there's going to be a trial in the Senate, and there's going to, and there's going to, going to be find, many trials afterwards, and there'll be many trials after that, and yeah. he's going to find some way to keep to stay his in the news. Yeah. followers mobilized, and they're going to have to cover it because whatever he does is going to be, as we know, sh- shameless beyond shameless. Uh, so really true. you know, I I actually took the liberty this morning of trying to. Good to take uh, liberty before our liberties end. Well, I mean, I'm we very still worried are, about. I'm very yes, worried about. Yes, because things things are not good. The 17th think, and the 20th, very bad. So, I decided to take stock of where we are <laughs> as we as we do well the final the final podcast of the Trump presidency. Yeah, and just to take this is not a comprehensive picture by any stretch. Okay, but it's a start. Later, we have. We have nearly 400,000 Americans dead from COVID. You know, I was on the elliptical this morning and that flashed on the screen in front of me. And I was like, 40 more thousand people. We should, there should probably, at the rate we're going, we should have 40 more thousand people dead by Wednesday. Right? And that would mean in this year, in this year, 40 more thousand dead, right? In this year, since COVID began in one year would equal the number of American war dead in World War II. 
Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. So that's, that's yeah. one. Okay. And a lot of these things are related. So again, unemployment rate is 7%. Mm-hmm. Seven. Right. He came in, it was below four. Right. Okay. Washington, D.C. is a military zone. You have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> well, I have some idea. My, one of my buddies who works at the State Department, and they're still on reduced staff because obviously this pandemic is out of control and obviously the government failed. But so he was going, he had to he he had to go through military checkpoints. He lives in Virginia. He drives in. The State Department's in an area of D.C. called Foggy Bottom. He posted photos of checkpoints that he had to go through on, I believe if I'm remembering the picture on Virginia Avenue, like this is unbelievable. The, the, yeah. it, the, the K street shut down, everything shut down. It's the green zone. It's the green zone. We've ended the, the foreign wars and we brought them home. Right. Exactly. Well, this is the thing that is just the, the rage welling up in me is that, this profound failure of these four years. What is it that Donald Trump is bequeathing us? He's bequeathing us years of having to contend with domestic extremism and domestic terrorism. Yeah, like, we have to clean it was up always plan. there. It was always there. It was pushed to the margins. You had a leader now who used it for his political ends. And it, it, it is, I think we are just at the very, very tip yeah. A huge iceberg, a Look, huge man. iceberg that includes members of Congress, includes members of the staff, there we go. Uh, includes the members of the armed forces, include members in law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, I think the genie is out of the bottle. It is really out of the bottle. And we're, um, we're going to have to deal with this for a long time. A long, long time. It's not like the 1990s where you saw like an uptick in militia right. activity. Right, we right. basically ignored it for 20 to 25 years. The Republicans have basically winked at it for 20 or 25 years. And now all of it's all coming together because you had a president who wanted to mobilize these people for his own ends. Right. And now, and, and the Republicans for their own ends didn't want to stop him. And now you've got this runaway situation where yeah, um, we're caught without the real ability to meet this challenge de-radicalize well, is, is, it, is, it, is it that we don't have the ability or we don't have the will that's the well, question i think it's both i think it's both i think now, trump one, certainly didn't have the will right. and, and, and you still they, have and you only had 10 members of of the house vote to well, impeach him well, hold on I, I got my list going so okay so so it it remains an open question because you do have representatives of this movement in Congress. All right. Is the woman from Colorado? Yeah, just hold on, hold on. And we're going to get there on my list of, of accomplishments of the, the Trump president. The, cra- uh, the crazy woman from. Okay, so my point is yes, it's questionable whether the will is there, but it's also questionable whether we have the tools to do it, even though people have been warning about white supremacists, neo Nazis, whatever, seeking to infiltrate law enforcement in the military law enforcement doesn't show any real kind of interest and the military has really kind of been slow. So, and that that, that comes from the top though. Right. Of course. And then, so, but, and it basically has meant 
because there isn't a lot of political will, there's not a lot of capability. And then the question is, how do you de-radicalize huge numbers of people? And I'm not just talking about the people who showed up on Capitol Hill on January 6th. I'm talking about the millions of people who get up in the morning, put on Fox News or OAN or Newsmax and have it on all day long. Do you know what they refer to to Joe Biden and his family on Fox News? The Biden crime family. This is going to be a problem. Holy shit. This look, is Fox. And look, Fox is too liberal for a bunch of these people. Look, 74 million people still voted for him. Right. And if we and I think the numbers are 70% of them still of Republicans still think that the election that he won the election. So this huge is, number like that. And, a, and so a huge number problem. of Republicans think he did a great job. Four hundred thousand men. Again, Go, you know, go through your list. Start your we're list. Lo- we're looking at, at two different uh, realities right. here. One one is fact-based and the other is fantasy-based. Right. right. And this is where we are. So, right. all right. Okay. So, we, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. The national debt is currently at $23 trillion. Oh, my God. Up $7.8 trillion since Trump took office. Now- it is true that in the spring you had a what was it one point three trillion dollar relief, yeah, and for COVID and then another a follow on of nine hundred right, trillion. Go, it's, going, it's, going, it's going to go up, but this comes on these crazy tax cuts exactly that were totally unnecessary exactly that widened that uh, the, the gaping hole. What was it one point four trillion dollar tax cut? Well, I think they're going to have to raise taxes on corporations and the ultra wealthy. And I'm sorry, but who else is going to pay for it? And if you call me a socialist as a result of that statement, then so be it. Uh oh. Somebody's going to have to pay. Somebody's going to have to pay for it. All right, I'm going to go on. Yep. And this kind of touches on things that we've already talked about. White nationalists, Trump cultists, conspiracy theorists attempted a coup of our (laughs) government last week. I mean, let's not let's not normalize this, right? Okay. There's an attempted fucking coup in our country. Wait, they're not patriots? They're patriots. I they're doing they what are. they're supposed to do. They're protecting the government. I'm There's sure. No, just I'm listen sure. to Jim Jordan. There's no evidence that they engaged in violence. It was yeah. Antifa, dude. Well, I'm sure that you've seen some of these interviews with some of the people who are at the rallies who are perpetrating this violence and... They are now saying that they were doing exactly what Trump told them to do. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, how is it? How is it that people like Jim Jordan or people like Andy Harris from Maryland, how could they keep up saying that wasn't Trump supporters when you have all these people saying, we're doing exactly what the president exactly. He invited us here. He if invited us here. If you're one of those MAGA dudes who came from wherever you came from into D.C. and perpetrated this coup or attempted coup against the government, wouldn't you be angry at this point that people are trying to take credit away from you? Right. Well, meanwhile, but here's the thing. Those, those, those few like MAGA crazies yeah. who I know from high school on Facebook, gen- they they, they've been saying that it's Antifa, that this is a lie, that it's Trump supporters, Trump supporters, uh, do anything like that. You know, the the people, so they're, you know, in the comfort of, you know, sitting in their living rooms on Long Island. Meanwhile, all these guys are like, of course we're there. We were there because the president told us to be there. We were invited there. He invited exactly. us. We were exactly. doing exactly what he said. 
Listen, man, this is a that's going to be the uncomfortable thing because when all these guys, that's what all their lawyers are saying. Yeah, lawyers are saying these are just loyal soldiers to the president. This is the Twinkie defense, right? I mean, it's not my fault. I was told to do this. Like, I mean, you know, I was just following orders. Hair Gerbils. Someone did say that. I was just following orders. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, oh my god. This is why they need to teach civics in, in school. Again. Well, I, I'm broadly speaking, the, the fact that so many Americans have gone down the rabbit hole and can't figure out what's true and what's right. not true is in part, not totally, but is in part a function of a failed education system. That's right. That has been under attack by the right wing for 40 years because again. they want their voters to be stupid and believe anything that they say. And guess what? They achieved their goals. <laughs> mazel tov. You did it. Big mazel. Big mazel. Okay, I'm going to go on with right, that. Go. go. The president mm-hmm. has been impeached twice. 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 Two more times in Obama. He must be very happy about that. That's true. I've and, been impeached two more times in Obama. But, you know, he probably could have been impeached a hell of a lot more times than this. So. Oh, God. What drove me crazy yeah. was that... Like the Washington Post reported it as a bipartisan impeachment. I was like, well, what? Ten people. And that's the most of any opposition party in any impeachment in history. That though. is true. That is but true. But ten is pathetic. And that leads me. But that- think about the other impeachment. First of all, Bill Clinton was impeached for getting a blowjob. That should not be an impeachable offense. I'm sorry. It just shouldn't yeah. be. I mean. And then this guy was impeached. And so Nixon, high crimes and misdemeanors, you can't really doubt it. But, but Nixon did not try to overthrow his own, his own government, no. unleash his mobs on, on, on his own vice president. Because he didn't have that same level of support. Right. I'm just saying it's like it, – it, yeah. it, No, this think, Nixon pales in comparison to you Trump. You would think – You would Nixon think is that a pipe after thing. unleashing thousands of people on Capitol killing a cop – grievously injuring 50 or 60 other cops that this would be finally beyond the pale. Well, nothing for is. More Republicans than not. Okay, you know what? Andy Biggs, Paul Gosar, I mean, the lo- real loons, Jim Jordan, these guys, okay, uh, Louis Gohmert, who's really dumber than a bump- bucket of rocks. Okay, you can imagine they're so far gone. But there's all these other people who went who well, there are a couple mind, different, it is mind-boggling. It, it is, but there are a couple of different categories of Republicans, including in that in that number of people who voted uh, against impeachment are people who are scared for their fucking lives. Right, right, right. Who are right, afraid right. that their constituents would not right, only vote them right. out of office, but would actually it, fucking it, kill them. Right, right, right. right. Yes, I mean, we, saw, so we heard we heard a couple of members of Congress who voted either Democrats who had reached out to Republicans or Republicans themselves who voted for it, particularly yeah. the guy from uh, from Michigan, yeah. uh, say this. But you also have a large number of people, like the ones I named, and the crazy woman from Colorado. What's her right. name? Bobber? Bobber. Yeah, Bob. Bobber. I keep thinking of Lorena. Lorena Bobber. Lorena, Lorena Bobbitt. <laughs> Lorena Bobbitt. Right. That's it. No, this is but Bobbitt. she's a, she's the one. She's the one who's walking around with a gun in her. Yeah. On so, her 
So, so the Republican members of Congress, you have a few different groups. You have the crazies, the true believers, the insane, the insane people, like you just listed. Then you have the scared ones, mm-hmm. and then you have the cynical ones. Yeah, right. The cynical ones who know that it's not true, but are voting anyway. Right. And they, they are the worst. Right. They, because they're probably the largest group in right. there, and they're just craven. There was, and, and, and they're cynical and they're playing politics and we can't play politics with this anymore. Yeah. There's um they interviewed a Republican member of Congress, a guy named Mike Gallagher, former military guy, um, used to be a, C, a staffer on the Hill. Um, I know him a little bit. And he was saying that he was saying there's all these people. He said just what you just said. He said there's all these people who have been cynical, of course. Where was his vote for impeachment? This was prior to impeachment. Yeah. And then I don't remember Mike Gallagher voting to impeach. No, I don't think so. I don't think he did. So So, is he scared or is he among the cynical? I'm guessing maybe he might be scared. I don't know. And he's a quality guy, like I said. But, you know, he said there was a a lot of cynicism on the Hill, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, you know, what Mitch McConnell and others have bred over a long period of time. But look. With people like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, I mean, we discussed this last week. This is just unbounded ambition. And this is that, you know, that their cynicism is really. um, And I mean, just. uh, okay. All right. So my next my next point is really we've already covered this, but I'll say it anyway. Over 100 members of Congress still certify uh, still voted not to certify the election. So I and think it was 138 in the House. Yeah, 100. And, yeah. and then you add the six so, members of the Senate. So it was a decent number. It was, yeah, it was terrible. 65% of the Republican caucus in the House voted. So, so again, and, and that goes back to the point that we were just making. But now they want to heal unity. We have to move on. Exactly. There can be no healing and no unity <laughs> with without accountability. I mean, Talk and about you know, cynicism. No, I, I, we need to think about the future. We need to move on. We need unity after this shit. I mean, seriously. You know, I mean, they I, won't even say that Joe Biden is the president-elect to this day. They still won't. And that's all. If, if any of these people would just come out and say it, you know, obviously Trump will never say it. But everybody else needs to stand up and say, Joe Biden won the election and there was no voter fraud and there was no scam and there was no there was no malevolence going on here. He won a free and fair election or as free and fair as we can have in this country when we do not let everybody vote. Right. Uh, You know what I was thinking, actually, this week? I was thinking about this a lot because. Yeah, I was reading in a bunch of different places that people were comparing this to Kristallnacht. And then on the right, people... Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger posted some yeah, video yeah. comparing to Chris Locke, yeah. And then on the right, people were comparing being shut out of Twitter to a digital version of Crystal Locke. Right. And, and of course... Everybody, then, wants, everybody wants in on their Crystal Locke. Uh, apparently. And can't then we our, just have our... Can't we just have it? I mean, like, yeah, why does everybody need their own... That, we, up, man. we can we can share it. It's okay. But but then of course you have people who are like, you can't compare anything to the Holocaust. And it's like, oh boy, <laughs> let's go down that rabbit hole. But you know what this actually reminded me of more than Kristallnacht? What? The aftermath of the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin. Oh yeah. Because I hadn't thought about that. Well, if you think about it, Igalamir 
pulled the trigger on on the on the gun that killed Rabin. He's right. the assassin. He but is, but right, he was, drug created the environment that made it exactly. Possible. He was sent out, and he and again he was led to believe that people supported his actions and that he was not acting alone. And then immediately afterwards, on the right, politicians said, well, we can't, we can't just blame an entire political camp for this. And we need to have unity now. Now is the time for unity. So instead of actual introspection, instead of people who were from that camp that called Rabin like, a traitor and that created the environment. off the hook by moving on. Exactly. So it's interesting to me that the party that is guilty always is the one saying, no, no, let's move on. And like you just said, we need to be let off the hook. So it's really time for unity. Like, let's not worry about and how this happens. And this is the other thing that was super, you know, part of this tactic this week and, you know, probably effective. If you try to hold us accountable, that is super dangerous for the country. Right, you have to exactly. think about the country, which is exactly. basically to my mind is sort of a veiled threat. Well, um, I mean, Trump came out and said, well, no, know, in the aftermath, in the aftermath, no, well, he said, he said, careful, Joe Biden, you know, it's going to come back and hurt you. They're trying the 25th right. Amendment. But I, I think what members of Congress have been saying and their and their cheerleaders are, or basically they're not the cheerleaders in the in the right wing media. They're the ones who are kind of leading these people around are basically threatening the country um, by saying, don't try to hold us. Uh, don't try to yeah, hold us accountable. Because we, they're, now I, they're calling for unity. Yeah. I've been so focused on what's been going on and, and actually really down the rabbit hole on the, on, on the role of, law enforcement in the military, as well as the possibility that members of Congress and their staffs were involved, that I hadn't even really thought about the the, uh, the aftermath of Yitzhak Rabin's murder. I, I mean, I think you make a really, it's, it's an interesting parallel. Um, uh, but uh, I, I have been obsessed with this because it does seem like, I mean, given everything that's happened and given, you know, they have, you know, a fair amount of social media evidence to suggest that members of Congress at the very least were deeply involved oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. in the, in the, in the protests that led up to the storming of the Capitol. I'm that, telling you, I'm telling you, there's a lot and the going allegations on. that there were tours. Like you yeah. would notice that, right? There've been no tours for a, almost a year. Exactly. There, there's yeah. a lot going on behind the scenes. I hope that they're just not talking about. I know the one thing that does give me pause is he did talk tough yesterday in a news conference, but the U.S. attorney for the District of Columbia, this guy, I think his name is Michael, Michael Sherwin. Um, he was talking very tough about, you know, charges and right. whatever, and we're going to come after you. But he was one of the people in the Department of Justice who was instrumental in making Michael Flynn's case go away. Well, and Again, so that makes me. I, I don't know. I, ha I have to believe that there's going to be enough evidence that they cannot well, just sweep this under the rug. Presumably, uh, Merrick Garland will be confirmed uh, as the Attorney right. General soon, yeah. given the fact that the, the Democrats now have a majority, and that there will be uh, U.S. attorneys who actually believe in upholding the rule of law. 
and there'll be actual investigations into this. So, but, so just just to finish, to me, start, to me though, that is the scariest thing. It's like you have the people on the inside, you have the insurrection yeah. on the inside, which is well, again, and that that leads me to my next point in my list: the Republican Party is the party of sedition. I, it, 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 there's I, how you would argue otherwise. I mean, I think it's self-evident, right? Yeah. 65% of the Republican caucus voted to overturn the election. They are the ones who are making excuses for the exactly. violence. What happened to what happened to pull, to this, you know, kind of uh, support at all costs for the police? I mean, these guys got oh, that. Blue lives only Blue lives only matter when they're putting their knees on, on, the, uh, on, on, on the necks of black blacks. people. Exactly. That's right. when blue lives matter. But, I mean, you have a dead officer. You've got a bunch I mean, 50, 60 guys in the hospital. Um, attack, the, the, the video of that one D.C. police officer who was dragged and they beat him mercilessly with a flagpole saying take his gun kill him with his own gun yeah blue lives and it's matter. after the fact they're like oh we're against violence we're against violence we're against exactly violence. and that again this crowd well you know Who what activated this crowd well and and that brings us full circle back to what i was saying about the assassination of rabin if you i'm sure you remember this in 1995 before rabin was assassinated there were rallies around the country against the Oslo process and against Rabin. And there was an infamous rally in Zion Square in Jerusalem where current Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke. And below him, when he spoke from uh, a balcony, the crowd of people was screaming in fire and blood, we will redeem Israel. And there were signs that Rabin was a traitor. There were pictures of him in, in, in SS uniforms. SS uniforms, right. And right. Bibi Netanyahu somehow in the 25 years since then has managed to whitewash his participation in this. And what I'm saying is that we cannot allow this to happen here because the the erosion of Israel's democracy in the 25 years since Rabin's assassination is pretty pretty much complete dude i got bad news for you uh first the erosion of american democracy well underway yeah. secondly i really don't see how republicans are going to be held accountable certainly if there's evidence uncovered that there were member the craziest yes. members of congress they're going to jail involved. man they're, they're going to jail uh, that's okay so let's say they nail one or two people right involved in this but that still leaves 136 I get other it. members. I get it, but we need to make examples of some people. There has to be accountability. I, there I, has I so to too, be accountability. I think, I think they'll explain it away. They'll say deep state. I don't know. It's, if that's the case, then forget it, man. Pack your bags. Dude, dude it's, it, it already is about the deep state coming to get these patriots who are just I mean, doing that's their only on the fringe. That's, that's just on the fringes, though. I don't we know. We cannot allow that to, know. to become the I, mainstream. I think belief. this is. I think it's a race to the bottom in the right wing media uh, ecosystem. Yeah. I think Fox is on the way on its on the outs right now because it's quote unquote it's, you know not right. as militant as OAN and Newsmax. 
Rumor is the crazy woman who is runs Fox is on the outs and is going to be fired. And what it's going to do is it's going to uh, Rupert Murdoch because he's losing dollars is going to move Fox even further to the right. right. Well, I don't know what to say so about that. So even if OAN and Newsmax has a tiny but growing, growing viewer, uh, viewers, to if you move Fox further to the right, I mean, yeah. those are the those. I mean, that's when the most Fox News yeah. in the country. Well, I mean, we're in big, big trouble. We are. Let, let me finish this list before right. we run oh, out yeah, of time. Okay. okay. Before we run out of time. There are plots to kill elected officials around <laughs> the country. There are plots for all 50 state capitals to be attacked on Inauguration Day. Let that sink in. Okay, what's next? And we've seen this before in Michigan. Yeah. We saw a dry run, actually. We see a dry yeah. run of this in Virginia when people show up with their long guns to protest uh, gun, the most mild gun uh, gun laws. Sensible gun laws. Okay, what else on the list? Foreign leaders are now refusing to meet with the Secretary of State. We are an international Luxembourg. The Foreign Minister of Luxembourg said, don't come. We don't want to see We're you. an international pariah. Okay, and now I have my la the last thing on this list, and I have another list we're going to get to. Okay. There's actually no stockpile of vaccines. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was, people were like outraged and I, I saw this and I said, and I saw Alex Azar when he made the, when he made the yeah. Trump and announced we're going to release everything, yeah. blah, blah, blah. There's I was like, I don't believe that guy. Alex yeah. Azar has been lying to the American people about the pandemic as, as much as his boss, Donald Trump. Yep. He's the, he's the secretary there's of no, health and human services. There's no this guy has lied. Pile. There's no federal stockpile. But so. It's insane. When, it was, when, when, the, when the headline came yesterday, the news alert saying, actually, there is no stockpile, I tweeted. I said, wait, you mean people actually believed you Alex Azar? You thought there was one? There was one. Uh, I right. just assumed there wasn't one. So, so that's really my list. And you know what I call this? American Carnage. <laughs> Great bookend to the to the to the Trump era, my friend. Let me yeah. give you a golf clap on that one. All right, golf this is clap. What, this is what American carnage actually looks like. <sighs> yeah, so bad, so bad. I, I mean, I, in a way, I mean, they have made it so it is going to be. I mean, Joe Biden is going to have to be the greatest <laughs> president in the history of. <laughs> Impressive. I mean, holy crap. Yeah. I we mean, if you my think, like little world, everybody's like, Joe Biden needs to do this on Saturday. Uh, I'm like, when? What time? When does he have time to do that? We if got you, if you think Obama insurrection, death everywhere. If you think Obama inherited a pile of shit, <laughs> it's nothing compared to what Biden is inheriting. Nothing. Oh Okay, but but there is other news that I okay. want to get to before we wrap up. Okay, I have some news also. Yeah, because as longtime listeners of the of our podcast know, you and I have a list of assholes, and on that list of assholes, there's a pantheon of assholes. There is, yes, there is, and a pantheon this, of assholes. And this week, one of the charter members of our pantheon of assholes died. 
Bye bye. Sheldon Adelson. Uncle Bye-bye. Shelley. Uncle Shelley on. died. And you know Go what? I was I was reading they're they're now trying to whitewash his life too. Of course. Oh, he gave a lot of money to Yad Vashem. He gave a lot of money to Birthright. He was the greatest Jewish philanthropist of all time. You know, this is a man whose life in the last 15 years, 20 years, was dedicated to the destruction of democracy in not two one, but two, two countries. countries. And Israel. An advocate of war in the Middle East. I mean, this was a guy who wanted Israel... And he wanted the United States and Israel to bomb Iran. To nuke with like Iran. No kind of, with like not no just, kind of concern about the consequences of this. Not just to bomb them, but to nuke them. Nuke. <laughs> and then, you know, I was on, I was perusing our list of assholes. Yeah. And there's a couple more there are a couple more things that, that happened this week. On our list is the NRA. And the NRA yesterday filed for bankruptcy. For yeah, but they're going to move to Dallas. They'll they become a nonprofit. Yeah. The, the officers, you can steal from nonprofits too. Exactly. And it'll be in Texas, so it won't. there'll be no scrutiny of it whatsoever. And the NRA will continue to do damage to the country. My children who have to do, uh, you know, uh, not duck and cover drills, but active shooter drills. I mean, some of the younger staffers on on Capitol Hill were saying this reminded them of drills from school. Nice. Nice. Okay. And now the last one from my list of assholes. One of the people on our list is Bill Belichick. Yes. For, for a lot of reasons, you and I, we, we passionately hate all Boston sports teams. And if you look at the list, <laughs> if you look at the list, we have like every member of the Red Sox past and present. Right. We have right. like all Boston and future. Celtics and future. And future. Yeah. But Bill Belichick this week turned down the Presidential Medal of Freedom that he was going to get from Trump. I got to be honest with you, I got a problem with this. Let me hear it. Okay. So if you read Bill Belichick's <laughs> statement, yeah. It was all in the passive tense. Uh-huh. The decision was made. Who yeah. made the decision, Bill? He yeah. wanted he wanted to go see his friend Donald Trump, and he wanted the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Uh-huh. But someone somewhere said, The organization. Look, you're going to have a workforce problem Yes, if you accept this medal. This is yep. not going to be good for the New England Patriots, not Bob Kraft, because Bob Kraft is another, the owner of the Patriots is another pal of Donald Trump. Yeah, but pal. he, but, but, but Bill Belichick, he like, he ground his teeth and said, the decision was made not to accept it. This was bullshit. Okay. okay. is an asshole. I'm glad that you took this position because I had an open-ended question. Should he be removed from our list of assholes? No. No. And now you have answered the question unequivocally. He should no. not be removed. He will remain on the list. Now the question, the other if he really, if he really wanted to be an upstanding person, he would have said, after everything that has happened, yeah. I have learned so much well, in speaking with my players. Yeah, that's not happening. Since last May. Not happening. And after the attack on our democracy last Wednesday, in good conscience. Right. I could never accept a medal, the Presidential Medal of Freedom, especially from this president. 
Yeah. Then that, I would consider. Right. Then you were I would consider taking off the asshole pantheon, but he'd still be an asshole because he's not, he is he's not the in the cult. pantheon. But he's not in the pantheon. He's okay. just on the list. He would be on the list. Would, I'd still have a hard time taking him off the list because he is the coach of the New England Patriots. Yeah, and like so, I hate the okay, so he's going to stay on there. That's the, I vote in favor as well. But the question is, do we now remove Sheldon Adelson from the pantheon? Nah, nah, nah. Wait, he's dead. So what? So what? Come he's on. still there. I mean, look, there are great presidents who remain in the pantheon of great presidents, and they're yeah, dead. But, yeah, but then we have to open up the pantheon to dead people too. Like, I mean, Hitler should be on the uh, pantheon. Yeah, I think. No, 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 no. This is what I think. I think if you're in the pantheon of assholes and you die, yeah, you stay there. But we don't open it up to other dead people. I mean, like, okay. it's obvious that Hitler was an asshole, right? Yeah. Okay? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But I mean, but then he's taking up the spot of somebody who really could be elevated. Well, okay, so we'll have the, like, Emeritus. we'll have a category of, like, dead pantheon assholes who died while in the pantheon. That's and fine. then we can elevate someone to the pantheon. Fine. Fine, but then who do we want to? Well, I think there's. You know what? I was looking at the list. There are so many people who are associated with this administration, and since the administration is disappearing after this week, I think we're going to have to reevaluate at some point. The next episode. What do you think? Yeah. Well, we'll just reveal. Talk amongst amongst yourselves. If if any of our listeners have any suggestions, yeah, know the uh, email address. I have one thing. I just one quick, very quick. Yeah. But uh, I think out. I know what this is. I think I know what this is. A big shout out to my uh, nephew Seth Schuster, who I'm just so proud. We're all so incredibly proud of him. He was appointed this week to be a regional communications director in the communications uh, office of the Biden White House. I mean, just extraordinary. That's Seth crazy. was like intern number one for Biden 2020, even when people, including his uncle, told him that Biden was done, he was never going to win, and all his, friends after, all his friends were chasing after Mayor Pete and others. Seth stuck with Joe nice. Biden because he really believed in what Joe Biden had to say, which says a lot about Seth. And, and now he reward, he's rewarded with a position. And I'm just quelling ear to ear um, so happy. This I is was just thinking, an amazing. I was thinking about that. Who loves I, you? Your uncle loves you more than anything in the whole world. Besides I my think, kid. I was thinking about this. Do you think that once he starts his uh, job, he would be willing to be a guest on the Amen Corner? I don't think he's going to be able to do anything like that because he'll really, to, you know, the, he won't. He won't say anything interesting. It'll just be Biden. Uh, talking points and if he wants to it'll probably have to go through like white house lawyers wow he I has think no we should, I I think we should, seth has no comment at this time i think we should <laughs> ask i think we should invite him on anyway all right we'll see we'll see if he'll I'll do it i'm sure he won't be able to do it i'm telling you he won't even be able to talk to us it's so right. sad seth maybe, we'll, maybe we'll have just maybe we'll have justin come on then yeah we want to have Justin on. all right all right. Well, let's hope that um, the next time we meet, we have a new president and no more dead people. And <sighs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, well, I'm very. I said we hope. We got Meanwhile, just one last thing. I, I I spent an hour talking with my Syrian refugee friend yesterday, and she kept saying to me, "Even everything's going to be okay." She's like, "And I'm I'm not really. I don't really feel comfortable with you all talk, talking about these people at Capitol Hill." 
extremists and terrorists. He's like, take it from me. I know extremists and terrorists. These are troublemakers. They're bad people. But she's like, take it from me. I'm a refugee. I'm here in the United States. I think this country is strong enough to withstand these challenges. And I, like, I hope she's right. Yeah. I hope she's right. But can you imagine if she was reassuring me? Yeah, well, we have a lot to learn from our foreign friends. Exactly. Anyway. All, all right, right. We're out. We're out.